the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Come on, say, turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. Overflow. Turn it around. Open the windows of heaven. Pour out a blessing. We can't even Welcome to Beyond the Veil, a ministry of Dayspring Chapel. Arise, shine, and excel. Located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. As Luke chapter 1, verse 78 and 79 tells us, According to the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet in the path of peace. Now, let's listen in to today's message from Pastor David Oluwadara. Foundation of a trusting relationship with God. Trusting God in times of trouble. Trusting God in times of trouble. Yes, really, there are times of trouble in life. If you have been around for some time, you will know there are times of trouble in life. Amen. A little baby doesn't know that. A toddler doesn't know that. But as little children begin to experience things in life, they also begin to have fear and concern. The children are born into the world without fear and concern. But as they experience things in life, they begin to have fears and concerns. And many of us that have been around for some time, because of the experiences of life, because of the disappointments of life, we have trouble trusting God. And on top of that, there are troubles in life. There are troubles in life. How do we trust God in times of trouble? If we are not going to be taken out of this world, Jesus Christ said, don't take them out of this world, but keep them here. Keep them from the evil one. Protect them from the evil one. Keep them in this world. If we are not going to be taken out of this life, this life that is full of troubles, then God will have to keep us. Something will have to keep us. We have to be protected. We have to be strong in times of trouble. And Jesus did warn them that not only will you have trouble, you will have tribulation. In this world, you will have tribulation. But be of good comfort. Be of good cheers. I have overcome. What's your trust in God based on? What's your trust in God based on? What's the foundation or the basis of your trust in God? What's the reason you trust God? What's the reason you trust God? This question becomes even more relevant when as a believer, in spite of your trust in God, Things are not working out well for you. Apostle Peter, through the Holy Spirit, puts it this way. In 1 Peter 3.15, Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you. 1 Peter 3.15. New Living Translation says, If someone asks 
about your hope, about your trust as a believer, your trust in God as a believer. Always be ready to explain it. The Message Bible says, be ready to speak up and tell everyone who asks why you are living the way you are. See, for us to fully understand the scripture, what the Holy Spirit is saying to us through the apostle, we need to look at the context around this. 1 Peter 3, 13-17 says, And who is he who will harm you? Who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? Who is it that will enjoy you? Who is it that will wound you? Who is it that will make you suffer if you are followers of that which is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. Meaning, first of all, it is not right to suffer for righteousness sake. It is not right to suffer when you are doing right. But the Holy Spirit also says, but even if you suffer for righteousness sake, he said, you are blessed. You are blessed. Wow. There's a revelation in that. It is not right for you to suffer for righteousness sake. Now, if God permits you to suffer, or God permits suffering to come to you, yeah, is a blessing to you. There is a reason for it. Wow. Hallelujah. But you see, when the trouble is on us, when the trouble is on, our eyes don't see the reason. Our eyes don't see the blessing. But as we cry to God, as we look up to God in times of trouble, as we look up to God in times of trouble, God will open your eyes to the blessing that is in that trouble. And sometimes you don't even see the blessing that is in the trouble, but you go through the trouble knowing that God is good and God has your best in, has your best has the best intentions for you. Amen. God has the best intentions for you, even in trouble. Amen. So 1 Peter 3, 13 to 17. And who is it that will harm you if you become followers of that which is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Very, very important. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and Always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Again, for us to fully understand this, we consider, we see that this was at a time when believers were scattered everywhere because of persecution. It's one thing to suffer for doing wrong, but it's another thing entirely when you suffer for doing what is right, and particularly for doing what is righteous. It's one thing to suffer for doing wrong, but it's another thing entirely when you suffer for doing what is right, and particularly for doing what is righteous. This is particularly serious when you have an option to do wrong like everyone else and not suffer for it but you continue to do what is right without any benefit of it those who are watching the way you live your life we ask you they will ask you why are you letting yourself suffer for doing what is right maybe many of us cannot relate to the experience of being persecuted for our faith 
then we can relate to other experiences that fall within the context of being questioned on the reason for our hope. So the questions might come to you like this. If the questions don't come to you in terms of persecution, the questions might come to you like this. Why do you spend so much time in church when you can have fun doing something else? Why do you give so much money to the church when you can spend it on yourself? Amen. Your accountant may ask you. Amen. You take your taxes to your accountant to do for you. And your accountant says, why? Why, why do you give so much money to the church? They will not say, why do you give so much money to God? They will say, why do you give so much money to the church? Some will even say, you give all this money to the pastor? As a young man or woman, someone may ask you, why do you deprive yourself of sexual pleasures? They see that you don't go around. They might even notice that you don't have a girlfriend, you don't have a boyfriend. Not just for now. You don't just talk with anybody and look out for anybody to hook up with. Then they see the way you live your life and they ask you, why do you do that? What's, what's your hope? What's, what is your trust? What are you trying to achieve? What is the reason? What's the reason why you do this? Then the scripture says again, be ready to give an answer. Be ready to give an answer. What is your answer going to be? What's your trust based on? What's your faith based on? The question is, is your trust in God based on hearsay, rumors, or feelings? Or on your personal relationship with God? Is your trust in God based on his person or on his presence, on his gifts, what he gives you? Is your trust in God based on his person or based on his presence, what he gives you? The presence he gives you. Is your trust in God based on his goodness or based on his goodies? Is your trust in God based on your personal notion of him or on divine revelation of him? By the way, we don't validate the word of God by our experience. Our experience is validated by the word of God. Let me say that again. You don't validate the word of God by your experience. Your experience is validated by the word of God. So if your experience doesn't go along with the word of God, question your experience. If the things you see around, everything you see around is different from what the word of God says. You can make sense of the word of God through the things you see around. The word of God still remains the standard. Amen. The word of God still remains the standard. The word of God remains the same. It's always relevant. You can always apply the word of God, even only if we have had a personal experience and we continue to have a revelation of God in the midst of that experience, in the midst of that situation. If not, we will judge it with our own mind, with our own experience. Foundation of a trusted relationship with God. Trusting God in times of trouble. That's what the Lord is Speaking to us on Hebrews 3 4 says, Every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. God builds lives, homes, relationships, careers, businesses. The list goes on. God is the one who builds in us a foundation for trusting Him. 
God is the one who builds in us a foundation for trusting him. How? As we come before him, as we come into his presence, he reveals his person. He reveals his personalities, his nature, his character. In order to build in us a strong confidence, a strong trust, a strong consolation, a strong comfort that all is well, no matter what. As we come before the Lord, as we present ourselves before the Lord, God reveals his person and his personalities, his nature, his character, so that he can instill in us, so that he can inculcate in us a strong confidence, a strong trust, a strong consolation, a strong comfort, that all is well, no matter what comes our way. The Lord intended to do this as he brought the children of Israel to Mount Sinai. They had just been delivered from the house of bondage. And they had just been brought through. And the Lord gave them a stopover. A stopover that he had already said he was going to do. To help them come before him. To help them come to know him. He wanted to speak with them. He wanted them to speak with him. He wanted to have a close relationship with them. He wanted to even dwell in the midst of them. Not just to be far away from them, but to actually come in the midst of them. God wanted a close relationship with them. Wanted them to know him. But the people did not want to come close to him. Because as they came close to God, their hearts were revealed. Their intentions of their heart became known. They could even see their own nakedness. They could see themselves. And instead of admitting their nakedness, instead of saying, God, help us, instead, they ran away from God. The scripture says we should be open unto him with whom we have to deal. No, they were not open unto him with whom they had to deal. We hope you have been blessed by today's broadcast. Come worship with us at Dayspring Chapel, located at 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Again, that's 1628 High Park Ave in High Park, Massachusetts. Sunday worship is at 1 p.m., Bible study and prayers on Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. You may contact Pastor David for prayers or counseling at 857-266-0778. Again, that's 857-266-0778. Until tomorrow at this same time, Monday through Friday, arise, shine, and excel.